accessing. When TV and radio collide. Love it. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It is 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Alex Keery, Jeremiah Jensen. We are JJ and Alex right here with you on the program. Playing lots of uh, 2000s hits or misses in some cases for you, JJ. You think Daft no. Punk is a no, miss? No, no, no. This isn't a miss. No, no, no. Jeremy did play a Green Day song, though, in the last one. I think we both agreed that, that was more of a 90s band than it was. Even if you did pick a, a 2000s song. From I, the, it uh, was a missed opportunity to play a 2000 song. Dashboard Confessional. I know. No. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. I love Green Day. Uh, we I really, Jeremy just wanted to do it so he could play the, the idiot drop. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> I am an idiot. It's all right. <laughs> uh, we, I'll play that game. I love it. Uh, we were just talking about the worst movies of the 2000s and the best movies of the 2000s. Love Guru. Oh, my gosh. Starring uh, <laughs> starring Mike Myers. Is that the last movie he was in? Is that the last time I he was seen? I haven't seen him since. Hmm. That was a, that, after after the genius of <laughs> Wayne's World and Austin Powers. Uh, that was a that was a swing and a miss. I'll tell you what, Geely, not to be not to be messed with. Nobody actually watched that movie. Seed of Chucky, also a two thousands movie. Joining us on the program <laughs> now. He's also uh he was the king of the 2000s. Uh got his radio start in the in the 2000s just like so many of us did. Uh also just a wild that was a wild decade. I'm trying to figure out that has to be the best, right? Like the 2000s has to be the best and simultaneously the worst decade at the same time. Jake Scott joining us on the program. Jake, what's up, man? Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't remember. <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the right answer for the old Spicoli. Well, that took away about three or four of our first questions. We'll yeah, just get that, right into the jazz. That whole decade's just a blur. It's it it really is. No, it that, that's oh my, my prime. This I is, know. This is my thing. Yeah, like uh, we talked to Mehmet Kerr um, today. One of my first memories of covering something when I first got the gig was him coming down the escalator at Salt Lake City International Airport, like his first, you know, visit after signing. And, and you know, I know David James was there. I have a funny story about that. First, like, oh, this guy is nuts. Like, he, I was like, this is so a brief aside, but there was like an Air Force football game going on. I can't remember who they were playing. I just sure. remember it was Air Force. And they were playing. If like, somebody knew about it, it was going to be DJ, though. He was though. playing like Colorado State, and I, I was like, hey, anybody know the score? And, and DJ goes, well, well, the drum all started in the third quarter. Right? <laughs> Air Force, you know. I'm asking it ironically, <laughs> DJ. Was, just like was, you turned the TV on. It was second and eight, really, and they ran a <laughs> counter trap to set up, you know, and I was like, oh, man, this, David, right. this David James is for real. Uh, but that night, you know, funny, Memo Kerr comes down, and, and that first season he was here was crazy. I was so young in the business. I was covering, like, every game. You know, I got I got assigned road locker rooms. Like yeah, I, I've that, got a I've got put a the recorder in the face of whomever. Like you know, I I've got a weird, uh, very 
what about nostalgic relationship with this group of of jazz players in in kind of kind of funny ways you know what i mean it was cool to have a memo on for that reason but um yeah i i love these theme nights that the jazz have done they've it's they've hit fun. a home run with the whole thing like it uh it's a lot of fun and it's a ton f- the, the days that we have these shows it's a it's a blast because you go oh my gosh the music we listened to back then, the stuff that we put up with back then. And then you go through, and we were trying to make, you know, we're making the the all-decades team for the Jazz. And if you have to take John and Carl out of it, because we were saying John and Carl could maybe still sneak on the all-decades team of the yeah, 2000s right. because they're in there. But we decided the starting five was pretty much, that's a, deci- that's a, set, that's a set deal, right? Uh, although we didn't have the the, the so we had D Will two at guard one was kind of the like two guard was a little bit pick. who do you put at the two because we had the three was AK, uh four was uh was uh I guess Boozer and then Mem- and then Memo Kerr was a five who's your who's your two guard in that lineup of the all decades um, team so that was always the challenge right um <clears throat> it took them twenty years to replace Jeff Hornacek like that I mean speaking yeah. of going back to to sports radio topics of of the day you know. When are they finally going to get a two guard to replace Jeff Hornacek? I mean, uh, what do you do? You go Gordon Giracek there. Where I'll tell you what I loved about him, Sean Stevenson. No, uh, what I loved about Gordon, he so the NBA was really serious about the suit thing when they missed games, right? Where you had to show up in a suit. Yeah, you know, after the whatever. after the brawl and, and yeah, all that and stuff, they're, yeah. they're changing the image and and all that. I swear to you, Gordon Giracek only had one suit. <laughs> it was like it was like a black pinstripe, like a good-looking suit. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, dude, you've been out for a month. Like you're showing up at every game in this thing. What's going on? I'm sure he's like, yeah, I'm, Look, I'm living out of a suitcase. Yeah, it's I got Eastern suit. European. It's <laughs> Eastern <laughs> European style, dude. He's like, this lives on forever. This uh, is all time style. Uh, but you know, <laughs> Ronnie Brewer was probably my my favorite. Like we had. You know, we weren't the jazz station at the time, and so we had contracted this weekly interview thing with Ronnie Brewer yeah. where it was kind of, you know, guerrilla style going, we've got a jazz guy or whatever. Right. And and they would never let, you know, Booze or D-Will or anything do it, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But They're so, all, you can have Ronnie Brewer. But but it turned out, like, dude had a dynamite personality. Ronnie he was, was great. really good on the radio. Yeah. He, he actually was pretty, like transparent about what was going on the whole team liked him right and so he wasn't like, 12th on the bench he was playing every right. night he like, was he was basically starting like yeah. it, it turned out to be this this super cool thing and so i don't know i guess I, i'd go with ronnie but i'm i'm a little biased it's just too bad that whenever the jazz were on offense it was four on five when he was on the floor yeah it was rough you didn't have to guard him yeah what was and it then we- you didn't have to guard ak either and thus you right. know they were a they were a flawed they were a flawed team yes that always That's, made the playoffs, basically. But though. they couldn't like, pass the Lakers and the Spurs, right? Because right. they didn't have the size. Yep, the the size, athleticism. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, they 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 were they were flawed, but they were good. They were always good. They were one of the best teams in the league. They couldn't win on the road for some reason. Yeah. That was like a weird thing. Well, but uh, the year Mehmet won, or the year that Mehmet Okur was a was an All Star in that 0607 year, which I like to refer to as the Derek Fisher team. Uh, is what was obviously like one of those awesome runs that they made because it was those two years in a row. And I heard that and we're going to play a chunk of the interview you guys did with uh, with Mehmet in a little bit because it was so. It's phenomenal to hear Mehmet Okur too because he still loves this place. 
Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, you know, and he's living a like a dad life now. Oh yeah, like, yeah. doing the thing. Drive like, the kids around to school, man. Yeah. You guys know how it is. It and was, he was like, "Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I do. We do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I'm impressed you do. You know, like, Memo's like, one of way us. To go. Yeah, I don't he like, just has a hundred million dollars. Like, cool. ben, ben goes, "What are you doing with yourself now?" And you can hear me like, "I don't know." Playing golf, yeah. grabbing the kids around. I live in San Diego, Ben. Like, settle down. Like, gonna, let me do my thing, man. Hit soccer practice this afternoon, right? You know, like uh, it sounded. Uh, he sounded Phenomenal. great. Yeah, Phenomenal. it's cool. He's back. They they got the four right players, right? I mean, the the four you want to yeah. hear from. Four uh, biggest names of the era with uh, Darren and Booz and um, Memo and AK and AK coming back from Russia. You know, I don't that's think that's cool. happened very that's really often. Cool. Really so, cool. Um, Does AK not get? The love he deserves. He was here for a decade. Oh, he. Uh, this is where where we're we're gonna disagree. Yeah, AK gets too much love. Oh, you think oh. so? Yeah. I, well, I, well, he was a hot take on the '90s coming back. Yeah, like, well, I don't mean to be that. Well, I, no, but I will I say. Don't know, like, but the thing is, is that I would watch AK, and I loved watching because I was like. That guy works harder than anybody out there, right? Like he's just a guy who was undersized, but I he was—he's blocking shots, he's jumping out of bounds. So from like a, a television watching standpoint, yeah. But when you break down the numbers, it was never great. Well, like it listen, was, listen, you know who loved him was Larry Miller loved him. Yes. So yeah. I mean, you know, the people who love AK, like I tease Ben about being so romantic about AK. Uh, I I get it. Like I'm not I'm not coming at you. I Whoa. I totally get it. But he was also the reason that that team couldn't take the next step. I mean, he was a big he was a big part Lots of it. Of you didn't have to guard him. He he did not have a role suitable to his pay grade, which yeah. one it wasn't his fault. He signed the deal, but it doesn't mean that it worked either, you know. And so he he was he was a flawed player, and he had he had weird moments. The 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 Houston breakdown. You remember that? Oh you yeah, guys, I covered. Uh, yeah. I was I was in Were the locker room when he's in there reading a book. Like, I mean, dude, like. Some stuff. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, like, what are you doing? Honestly, and I, I talked about this. We're going to look back on this era with D. Will and, and Booze much more favorably than it was at the time. Agree. It was. It there was some. There was a lot of clunky stuff at the time. We were joking today about the Wag situation on the team at the time, which was oh, yeah. hilariously awesome. With uh, I had forgotten that Memo's wife is a former Miss Turkey. Oh, yeah. Masha was a pop star. Yeah. She had a shop over uh, here. Remember, we we're like, I mean, it was like this. Yeah. It was so weird. She had a shop at the Gateway. Yeah. Not that, not that that had anything. But to you do could with go anything, over there. You'd see AK at the yeah, <laughs> at the right. Gateway, right? You know, which was out. which was honestly awesome. But like, and the biggest storyline of that team, Jake, was there was always a friction between Darren and Jerry, from the rookie year on, and it finally built to what it was. That was always there. I could always sense it when I was covering the team. And Darren always had that chip on his shoulder, which he didn't need to have, but it was just his personality. And that was also, I, I think, part of that era's downfall was just he never just would let go of the chip on his shoulder. He wore it every day. It could be part of what made him great, too, you know. Maybe that he needed that chip. I, You know, I don't know. I, I find it interesting that Darren and the list of players like um, who feel this way is long that they get removed from Jerry and they grow up. Yeah. You, you know, you, we forget Darren. How old was Darren? He's He spent two years in Illinois or three? Two. It may in be, Illinois. Yeah. So he was, he I don't was know, what, I can't 21? Remember. Yeah. yeah he was, you know, oh, he's a young sure. person. Yeah. And so you you grow up, you mature, you look back and you go, you know, it's kind of like uh, us with our own parents, right? Like, wow, they were really onto something. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you, you, know? you come around and you go, they're not perfect. 
You have your beef with him, and then you go back yeah. and you go, oh, yeah. And yeah, I want right. to give Darren Williams a lot of credit for acknowledging that. Oh, sure. And you talk to him now, and you see his, everything he's done now, and it's just like, wow. They're doing like I mean, an all-cast tonight, He has really um, transformed. Into, you know, he's he's wise now. It's re- it's really weird to well, see that course. that growth in him from when we saw him in jazz locker rooms back in the day. Uh, you both knew me when I was that age. I was a complete buffoon. <laughs> I think we kind of I mean, like were, you right? change, you, you, you change and you mature and you become more appreciative things. It's the natural thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Darren was always smart. So does that mean you've called? Does that mean you've called? Does that mean you've called Ryan Hatchback and apologized for all those? Uh, all those. Oh, he owes me. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> you, the, no, the colorful conversations no. you could have with Ryan Hatchback in the oh, day. Oh, I'm man. so grateful for Hatch. Hatch is the best and, and a huge deal, by the way. He was so my very first program director, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to think of. No, uh, I, I've always wow. loved Ryan. I, I I go back a long way with Ryan. Yeah. Uh, so let's. I know you got to get over the arena because you have a uh, an actual. Uh, well, it's a long walk, post. Alex. It I is. Mean, it is. It's, it's, uh, Tim, Tim LeCombe's going to be over there waiting for you. Going, where were you? Uh, before we let you go, though, let's talk a little bit about this game tonight with the with the Charlotte Hornets. This is a team uh, in the next couple of days. I mean, the Jazz could win three or four of these next games, uh, and really not. I wouldn't say without trying because the Will Hardy team doesn't not try. But uh, this Charlotte game, I mean, this is a team who doesn't have any sort of future for this season. Um, I. Right, but they have played better since the trade deadline, which is kind of interesting. It's always funny. You know, sometimes teams react to that differently, including the Jazz, uh, of course, who I think it was a bit of a blow at the at the trade deadline, and understandably so. So I think as long as the Jazz play Lowry and Lowry plays well, I think they're going to win games like tonight, no problem, you know. Look, but the end of the NBA season gets a little wacky. Yeah, and, That's the thing is the yeah. question is do they want to win? Right, and you, you know they're not going to talk about that. Will Hardy's not going to talk about that, but we are because there's benefits by losing. Well, isn't that the the great irony of this whole thing? Is it's not against the rules to tank, but it is against the rules to, to talk, talk about, about tanking. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't that hilarious? Like, hey, we know the score, just don't t- you know? Like Jason Kidd made the mistake of talking about it yes. last year. Right. He talked yeah. about it. They got like, fun. Oh, we're gonna find you, Mark you Cuban's. Talk- all I got you. It's you fine. talked about yeah. it. Yeah, um, that's- yeah. That's a weird thing. Well, tonight, I mean, obviously, I, I think people want to see whatever the next, uh, you know, last Thursday's game to see Keontae George. He's had moments, right, during the year, and and you see if they, maybe he can build off of that moment that he had. Lowry, by the way, did not have a, a great night. I mean, it was a night where Steph and Lowry didn't have great yeah. nights at all. Everybody else around him had insane shooting nights. But uh, the Hornets coming into town, are they the worst team in basketball, though? They, no, no, no. No, Brandon didn't. Miller's good. Yeah, Brandon Miller's pretty good. Yeah, they got some young guys. Um, they're not the Pistons. Though, so they are that. not the Pistons. No. Um, but yeah, listen, like, it, you know, the, the young players, if, if they're going to lean into that and play them more, it's, it's, you know, it expect clunkiness. Although yeah. I think Keontae George has proven to me anyway, you guys may disagree. I think he's already, he's an NBA rotational guy. For sure. I mean, he's, oh, no he's, he's proven that this season. And so, you know, if you've got to lean on him to win basketball games, they're, there are others that are not so proven, so if, don't worry. I, you know, not so concerned about him. But if you, if you can score thirty three points in a game and shoot nine of sixteen from three, like yeah. you have, that you show you've shown your potential. Now he's got to stand in front of his guy. Like we've got to figure. Yeah, you know, gotta play some he's got to figure that out. That's, That's part of the true. NBA but, deal. Yes, but yeah, but he's gonna be fine. I mean, yeah. Hendricks has a long way to go offensively, but if he gets after it defensively, it could be useful. I mean, Sensabaugh, I, I, I just haven't seen enough of to know how far 
or how close he he is or is not. But you know, Kessler's going to have an impact. Young guys are going to, you know, I don't want to say they're going to sw- sink or swim because I don't believe that with the young guys because Lowry's yeah. that good. Like he's going to win you a bunch of games. But um, we'll see. It, it, it should be fun. I I hope they play all their guys and they make a push for the play in because why not? You know, it's tough when. It's tough when you're losing games. By the way, seven guys on this current roster who are born in the 2000s. So, so wow! All right, we gotta stop that. (laughs) That is (laughs) that is in no way depressing. Including including, uh, THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, who is born in 2000. Looks like he's 31 years old. At least you guys get to talk to to Jeremy every day, who's who's at least you know in the age range or whatever. I, uh, we, oh, I, we Sarah, got, we Sarah will make you feel young. Oh, She'll make dude, you feel we young. Gotta, we got to talk to Sarah every day, and she's like, we make references, and she no. just looks at us with this look like, I, I, don't, I don't know. What Sorry, you, who, I don't, is, who is Masha uh, Kirilenko? Yeah, Sorry, was she an I, important figure? I don't know what she you pop folks singer? Are, are talking about, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with the uh, pre half and post tonight. Right. Have fun with the coach. You Thanks, can hear uh, Jake yep. and Thanks, Jake. Tim. You. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, man. What an awesome night. Uh, again, I got into sports radio in the 2000s. My first, my first job in radio was in the 2000s. My first time sitting next to somebody in a sports radio studio was next to Jake Scott. So I'll always remember those times, man. Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on the Zone. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Opportunity sees everything you ever wanted. One moment that you capture, just let it slip. Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on a surface. I couldn't have a 2000s conversation without Eminem. And it holds up, which is always good, right? Still relevant today. Yeah, I remember, yeah, the first time you hear Eminem, you're like, this is different. Yeah. And uh, the voice is distinct. And uh, This is the anthem of many. The flow is very much Eminem. But, yes, uh, 2000s, honoring the jazz teams of the – Decades across the whole year of jazz basketball. We got through the 70s, the 80s, 90s, now the 2000s. Are they going to do the 2010s? Like, that was a decade, too, right? That was a decade. And technically started 15 years ago. I mean, like. You have Ty Corbin and Roger Bell back. Ooh. Uh, if you were to say, yeah, no, Darren Williams, everyone's going to get back to loving again and Ty Corbin we're not going to like anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, let me say this. Oh, like, he's going to get it. Uh, once oh. a jazz man, always a jazz man. Ty Corbin was a player on some great jazz teams. He was an assistant to he Jerry. He was a terrific assistant on Jerry Sloan yes. forever. He was part of that run. It just didn't work out as a head coach, and it didn't work out anywhere else, too. Some great assistants, some great guys just never pan out as head coaches. We're seeing with Jacques Vaughn right now, who got fired by the Nets. Like, there's just it's really hard and it didn't work out here it didn't work out well uh 
Jake and Ben were able to uh, land an interview with Memo today, which is awesome. Especially because Jake, you know, like he was talking about, it was awesome to have that interview with him because that's the guy who he, you know, covered from the entire time he was here in Utah and got to be in those locker rooms and, uh, and cover the team. Their conversation with Memo occurred today, and uh, here's what Memo had to say with Jake and Ben. Take a listen. A quick story about Jerry. I mean, and uh, I was free agent 2004 after we won and beat Lakers in finals in Detroit, and uh, became free agent. And uh, uh, I was to sign a six-year six-year deal with Jazz. My first day here, as soon as I arrived at the airport, I get I get picked up and on my way to hotel, and everybody was talking about Jerry. You know, I knew I always knew Jerry was a great coach and great leader and great guy, but everybody started talking about like, "Are you in shape?" I was like, "I guess I am. I worked out and I play for national team somewhere, and okay, that's fine. <clears throat> so go straight to the arena or practice side." And people ask me, are you in shape? I was like, this is like getting old. I'm in shape. I'm, I feel great. I worked out there, right? So day one, training camp, after first practice, I was not able to walk. <laughs> then they look at me like, we asked you that. So there's a between being in shape and just slowing shape. Yeah. So I realized there that I have to be in shape every day. I have to be able to run every day. So kind of like that's how we started. And uh, I think Jerry, for me, the best coach ever happened to me in my career. And uh, as far as like he was always a straight shooter, right? Nothing behind your back. I had some coaches done, you know, things behind my back. And uh, he told me that, hey, kid, if you don't get in shape, I can't start you. I can't play you. You better get in shape and come back and then we go from there, kind of feeling there was like day one in training camp. So uh, kind of like uh, helped me through my career, how to be professional, how to become like a better player and on and off the floor, better person. So kind of like, uh, like I said, it's, he was the best ever coach in my 20 year career. Well, Memo, you're back to celebrate the 2000s decade night for the Jazz tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. Carlos Boozer back in town, Darren Williams back in town. We've seen those guys quite a bit. We've seen you a little bit. One player we haven't seen in a long time is Andre Karolinko. After he left the Jazz, we've not seen a lot of him. What's your relationship been like with Andre, and what was it like playing with him? We still keep in touch, keep in base with uh, also Darren and Boozer. I know they they close by, they in state, and uh, and I get to see them, I talk to them. And uh, for Andre, he, I'm sure you guys know that he is a president of Russian basketball, and he got involved all like basketball stuff over there like uh, months and years he was not able to make it over here because he was too busy doing that and plus this the war been going on for them he couldn't get out and kind of like he had to kind of like uh stay there make sure everybody's uh safe and okay and but it's we went out last night we we, we were able to catch up and uh and nice to see him, and uh, I'm sure the fans are going to appreciate it because he's in town. It'll be a fun night. So when you see these modern bigs taking threes and making literally hundreds of millions of dollars, do you think, man, that was me. <laughs> that was ahead of my time. Well, I, I, 
I was one of those guys who started it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> me, absolutely. Rash- me, Rashid, and uh, probably Dirk was one of the first ones. And uh, so it's kind of like uh, that's actually, if I was in the league right now, it could have make a big difference, right? To look at the basketball they've been playing and they're playing right now nowadays. And everything is outside. Everything's become one-on-one. And uh, that's, uh, I kind of blame my father and my mom. They could have waited for 10 years. <laughs> and uh, so, well, we get the game now. It's kind of like perfect my, my game, right? So, yeah. and uh, we could have made a lot of money. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Memo, you look back at your career with the Jazz, and you, you make the conference finals, you make an all-star team. Right before you join the Jazz, you win the title with that 03-04 Pistons team. You've got game winners. You've got you know the two that you beat the Spurs when the Jazz hadn't beat the Spurs forever. You had the, the late-game baskets there. Do you have a memory that sticks out? I mean, do you have a single moment that sticks out, or, or does it all come together? Uh, I think that the, the, all the, the money man deal started with the San Antonio game. I had a put back, plus a couple of buzzer beaters and against Seattle. And uh, there's so many, so many games I've played. Uh, but being on the Western Conference Finals and uh, kind of like a, one of the signature memory for me and uh, as far as individual goals and everything, I made I broke a couple uh, three point make uh, and per year I had that uh, record. Then I probably either Joe or Gordon broke that and uh, took it took it away from me. But it's okay. I uh, also made All Star team 2007. It was kind of like all all together. It's great memories, great times. All right, we remember a lot of made shots, big shots, all that. I want to ask you about two specific series against the Houston Rockets. We all know that you're so accomplished for your offense. I want to know what it was like when Jerry pulled you aside and said, see that mountain over there named Yao Ming? We're going to need you to take him out of the series if you could. I want to ask you about that because you had two great series and you guys won those in large part because of what you were were able to do against him. Well, I believe that was back-to-back years, yes, correct? right. And uh, then also, I think Houston had a home court advantage on us. Both times, I think, and, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, so the matchup was different. Yao Ming didn't want to guard me because I was outside, and Boozer was always involved with pick and rolls, and you know how great the, the finisher he was. And they kind of like the opposite matchup, which helped me because uh, – I was out there because of the durable penetrations, buzzer, you know, kick outs and everything. And I was kind of free and uh, I was able to make those shots at the end. But the thing for me was the kind of like guarding Yao Ming was, uh, I think, helped me as far as like defending how to defend like a bigger guys, taller guys, kind of like I kind of like. Uh, got better doing that over the years. Then, because I had to meet him early, now don't don't give me to you know the the he's on space, make him t- over, make him uh, shoot over tough shots over my hands and box him out. Obviously, defending him was uh, really difficult for me, but we did hell of a job as a team and everybody helped each other. But on the other end, I was able to make those shots because the Darren is such a you know his great IQ and. Uh, 
great passer, and uh, the teammates was able to find me, and uh, and it was a good series. Memo Okur joining Jake and Ben today. Of course, Memo has to be on that all-decade scene for the Utah Jazz in the 2000s. He's going to be uh, at the arena tonight. He and Darren Williams, Andre Karolinko. Who am I missing? Carlos Boozer and the Blues. Carlos has been making appearances at games all season, though. Yes, he has. Him and Ryan, him and Ryan Smith are like New buddies. Jazz ambassador. Yeah, man. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back when we do. We'll get you ready for the Jazz versus the Charlotte Hornets. Stay right here, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, this is Chris from JCW's. If anything rivals our burgers, it's our bacon. It makes the perfect combination with our guacamole, jalapeno, or our hickory barbecue burgers. JCW's, quality and a lot of it. You know what's coming. Your daily deep dive into everything Utah Jazz. It's time! All season long and even in the offseason, it's Jazz Daily with JJ and Alex on your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, welcome back. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. Final time for us to be able to sit down with Haley, who's here with us from Hercules Credit Union. Haley, is it, have you had as much fun today on our show as we've had? Because yes. the 2000s uh, discussion. It's been yeah, awesome. Hey, I didn't even, I blew right past Little John. <laughs> Remember that? No, 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 no. <laughs> Pronounce it correctly. Don't disrespect the man. <laughs> it's an all-time like, great. Well, you always say Little Smokies, so I obviously have to little, call them Little Smokies. Little, little Smokies. Do you remember when Little John, speaking of the 2000s, remember when Little John came to, so Darren Williams was having a birthday party at the party, so, and Little Lil John, Lil John performed at the party, so he sat front row at a jazz game. Oh, amazing. And Little John came through the tunnel, and we got him to go, yeah, right in our camera. <laughs> It's one of the greatest moments of my career. Hey, Jeremy, you know what to do. You know what to do. Please pull that drop. Yeah. That was my impersonation. That was my impersonation of you doing I'm impersonation. I'm pretty sure of that was Chewbacca. Little John. I, the way I say it like that is because he when uh when Chappelle was on his show, by the way, Chappelle show, a two thousands Yes, thank you for bringing it up. Yes. Game and he goes, blouses. <laughs> blouses. And then he goes, uh, and when they did, they go Little John. <laughs> they had like I can't remember it was one of their like draft nights or whatever. Yes. Little John. Uh, all right, Haley. Enough of the two thousands talk. We got to talk about. Uh, got to talk about a lot of folks. Uh, we got to talk about, real quickly about getting folks the protection that you guys are offering at Hercules Credit Union. What what can people do to get involved with Hercules Credit Union? Or final time talking with you today. What what can they do to get that amazing protection you guys offer? Yep, they just need to come in, make an account. You can even do it online. And just get, open a checking account, really. Uh, and that checking account brings you, and, and it's part of the identity theft protection that you guys offer yes. as well. And it's uh, identity. What did the What did you guys call it? Identity Ultimate ID Ultimate Plus. ID Plus. Yep. And it just says, I mean, it goes without saying, in the name, you're going to get protection, and it's going to be Hercules, Hercules CU that does it. Hercules Credit Union, HerculesCU.com to find a location near you. And again, uh, if you are somebody who lives in one of the counties that is not far flung, you're going to be able to be a member of Hercules CU. That's uh, right. Hercules Credit Union, HerculesCU.com to find a location near you and to uh, enroll today as a member. Yeah. So there you go. Did we get it all? Yeah, we got it. Okay. 
Awesome. Haley, thanks for coming in. Thank you guys you for guys having me. You're going to come again. You're going to come yeah, again. Yeah, ne- uh, not next month, but the next. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. Love this partnership. April. Love yeah. Hercules Hero of the Week as well that you guys do. It's amazing. So thanks right. for being Hopefully I'm still alive in April. <laughs> hope I to hope see you then. so. No, you, you will we be. Just got talking about, we just got done talking about our kids. I might not be alive. No, no, no. Or they might not I be am alive. I an idiot. You'll live on through some person in Eastern Europe who has your name and That's your social true. security number now. Apparently I own a horse now. <laughs> I own a horse outside of oh, Belgrade. Oh, my gosh. All right. Thank you, Haley. Thank we appreciate you guys it. so much. Yep. Let's go real quick, JJ. Break down of tonight's matchup between the Jazz and the Hornets. Charlotte coming in. Uh, they figured out a few things after the trade deadline, but they are not very good as a basketball team. No, they're not. This is a chance for the Jazz to end the four-game losing streak, and I think they do. I think they bounce back nicely after a nice break. Uh, Lowry and I think, will be fresh and have a big game. Jazz get the win. Jazz get the W. You just heard it. Jazz dub tonight. All right. I'm excited about it. Um, out of all the things you want to see tonight, by the way, did you see they have an alt cast that they're doing? Yes, they yes on the Jazz Plus. On Jazz Plus, very cool. You can actually go and listen to. I mean, I'm assuming they're putting them on the sideline and putting the head, headsets on them. Oh no, you've seen they they have a studio room. They, no, they'll they'll watch the game. Amazing. So they'll have the four players: Andre, Memo, Carlos Boozer, and Darren Williams with Thurl Bailey. And I can't wait to hear some of the stories that they tell from that era because I I covered that. I was in their locker rooms. It'll be really interesting to hear what they say. Just hearing that uh, Jerry Sloan story that Memo told, he's like, yeah. everybody keeps asking me, are you in shape? Are you in shape? I'm like, relax. I play basketball. I just won a championship. There's a difference between being in shape and being in Jerry Sloan shape. So you can hear stories like that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be able to break it all down tomorrow, of course, as well on a Friday edition of our program. We'll be back right then. Coming up around the corner, it is the Jazz Radio Network. It is uh, Jazz Pre-Half and Post and The Call, of course. Jake Scott and Tim LaCombe standing by, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone.